Now, here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, Northlanders, here we are, our number two on a Thursday. Getting close to the end of the week here. <clears throat> you know, we've talked in the past on the state level about this uh, a new Hennepin County uh, District Attorney or new Hennepin County Attorney, Mary Moriarty, who is a, uh, a real hardcore lefty and uh, has done uh, some really strange things already about sentencing for criminals. Well, now the latest one this morning, uh, yesterday, she came out and has filed first-degree assault and second-degree manslaughter charges against a Minnesota state trooper who tried to pull over a long-term criminal offender. Um, and it ended up in a, uh, in a shooting as he tried to drag the uh, state troopers in, in his car and get it, try to get away from them. You can, the uh, morning take this morning had a piece on it. It said the Hennepin County Attorney's Office has filed murder charges against Minnesota Trooper Ryan Londegren in the killing of Ricky Cobb. Londegren is charged with second-degree unintentional murder unintentional murder, second-degree manslaughter, and first-degree assault in connection to the July 31st, 2023 traffic stop. Body camera video that was released show the three troopers approaching Cobb's vehicle uh, and asking him to get out of the car. And then they attempted to physically remove him after he refused to exit. Landegren then fired his gun, killing Cobb, the BCA has said there was a gun in the back of Cobb's vehicle in the back seat. He'd thrown it on the back floor, uh, but never visibly in his possession when he was fatally shot. We don't know that. He was shot. He, he crashed a ways away from the scene where this all happened. He See, may have had the gun in his pants, in his belt buckle, who knows where, and took it out and threw it in the back seat. Bradley? Yes. Could I interrupt you just for a moment, please? And I, I hate to Absolutely. do this, but we do have a, a caller. We have somebody. President Biden is arriving in town to go over to Superior, and it's creating an absolute traffic nightmare. And it's I can imagine. Yeah, and we, we just we have uh, somebody that's on the roads that just wants to pass along what he has experienced. So if we could go to that caller just to alert so what, people. Uh... And, and again, the, the Duluth uh, Police Department did put out a uh, a bulletin, if you will, it was rather vague, but it said simply, if you see these road closures, be patient. And the reason for this is because the president's flying in, and so it's going to create a traffic nightmare probably for the rest Correct. of the uh, uh, afternoon here until rush hour. But uh, let's go to the caller real quickly. What can you tell us? Well, because, well, well, first of all, just to, just to kind of set the stage here, the president's flying in to the Duluth International Airport, I believe, and then traveling from car caravan from there over to Superior. So where are these tie-ups already, caller? Okay, right right now you can't get through, like if you're trying to get through the back way up by Gordy's, Arrowhead Road, Arlington Road, um, Rice Lake Road, trying to, to go, um, say, like Pash Marshall School. That's all closed sure. down. Uh, I've been trying to head east for... 40 minutes now, and I've taken every little access that I can get to to try to think of 
how I can jet across. Now I'm actually headed downtown because I think the only way I'm going to get east is to actually get down to like 3rd Street um, and head east because everything else is shut down towards the airport. There's there's nothing from So it sounds... It, it sounds at first blush like his caravan must be going, trying to go down Masaba Avenue and then connect onto the bridge there, maybe? Possibly. I'm I'm actually headed down towards the Copper Top Church now, and I'm traffic is moving here. But anywhere okay. north and east of here from the airport, everything is blocked off with Border Patrol, police. Um, it's just, and the cars are backed up. I mean, almost all of Arrowhead Road from... Uh, Arlington or Rice Lake Road, all the way up towards Menards, is, is, sure. is incredible. So, can people drive up Central Entrance if they want to go to the mall? Uh, they can go to the mall right now. That's the direction I just finally came down. Yeah, that's accessible um, at this point, and that's probably about it. Do we uh, know if his plane has already landed? I have no idea. Yeah, I just uh, didn't realize. Well. Her. I guess I had heard he was coming into town, but didn't think he'd shut the whole city down like this as far as trying to navigate. Oh, yeah. Well, and the other thing, Kenny, do we know where he's going to be holding his Bidenomics? Um, we do. We, we know a couple of things. Rally? We know he's going to be in okay. Superior. We know he's going to be at the Earth Rider Brewery. But I had asked this uh, uh, caller here, too, If but we don't know what bridge they're going to take, if they're going to take the High Bridge or the Bond Bridge. Okay. Sounds like they're going to take the yeah. high bridge if, if part of Masabe Avenue and that area down there has been closed if down. If they take the high bridge, that's going to be quite a nightmare there at Superior Street and Garfield. And they're going to have to shut down Garfield, I would think. I, I don't know. But uh, I, I think, uh, and thank you, listener, for, for calling in. And I yes, asked him, please, I said, what you. advice do you have? He said, don't go anywhere. Um, you don't go anywhere. Stay home. <laughs> so keep that in mind. We don't know yet. If uh, uh, Air Force One has already landed, if he's here, we just don't know that. I'll try to find that. But this is where we really depend on our listeners, Brad. And this is really, I think, the quintessential time that people should be texting us. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, 218 222 Text us if uh, you can with any details regarding the uh, road, uh, this, the closures and things you know. Kenny, I would assume he's going to go over the high bridge because that's what he's here talking about. He's going to claim that, uh, you know, my Bidenomics is uh, helping, uh, yeah. uh, you know, create all kind. Of, I'm putting a billion dollars into the bridge that I just went across this morning and it needs to be replaced. Yeah, you're probably right, Brad. I mean, that, that makes sense to go over the bridge that is going to be replaced and talked about. So, Boy, expect a traffic nightmare throughout Duluth for probably pretty much the rest of the uh, early afternoon. I would hope that they're done by rush hour. Uh, I don't know. I mean, and they've been fairly uh, secretive about where exactly this was going to take place. And don't forget, not only is uh, President Biden in town, but every other Democrat from all over the area is going to be here. Walls is here. I'm sure both senators... uh, uh, Klobuchar and uh, uh, what are, what's okay. her name? Okay, thank yeah. you to uh, people texting. Air Force One has landed. Not sure how long ago. It was just on the noon news. So okay. we do think that uh, that texter. Also, uh, we did get another text here that, uh, good morning, gentlemen, uh, Kenny and Brad. The last time the president was in town, he used Rice Lake Road to Masabi to Garfield and went across the high bridge. 
Yep. So apparently uh, that's the route they're going to use. Landed 20 minutes ago. Thank you, texters, uh, for bringing this information. So Air Force One has landed. It's in Duluth. The president should be on the move to Superior shortly, if not already, huh? And you said he's going to hold this uh, Bidenomics rally where? Over at one of the Well, they're going to be at Earthrider Brewery. I don't know what the exact function is going to be there, if every, if that's where all the uh, details are going to be, or if they're going to make their way out to Connors Point and get underneath the bridge there and maybe make some discussion. I don't know, Brad, but uh, okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, things are fine. I just watched the motorcade, and things were unblocked. Hmm. Okay on Masaba, <laughs> but apparently the motorcade is in route. Uh, uh, once he went through the road, okay, well, I don't know, let's see here. Uh, think, um, uh, landed 20 minutes ago per a Cirrus employee. Um, don't say who from. Thanks. Okay, we won't say who it's from, but I guess I don't have any information here to even say who you are. <laughs> okay. And, and we don't know how long this is going to take, and then, of course, the whole myriad of cars and blocking roads and everything will happen in the opposite direction. So that's what you got to be kind of cognitive of. All right. Well, big day in, big day in the Twin Ports. Uh, uh, you say it's kind of uh, foggy. Must have been a little, a little uh, uh, hit and miss kind of uh, for the uh, yeah. Air Force One to come in, but they've got great pilots on that thing about the best best pilots hey, in the country. Brett, if we could, our phone lines are jammed. Let's go to Tim from uh, Duluth real quickly. Tim, good afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to say there's a reason Joe Biden is hiding out in Superior, Wisconsin today. And that would be what, Tim? <laughs> well, he's, got, he's clashing with uh, Governor Abbott. And Governor yes. Abbott has every, has every right to defend the country against an invasion. And Joe Biden's hiding well, out in Superior, Wisconsin. Well, it's interesting you should say that, Tim. Thank you. It's interesting you should say that because I I just uh, was getting a cup of coffee and happened to notice on uh, on the Fox News channel that they had Governor Abbott on, and Governor Abbott was very vehemently protect, protecting his efforts in Texas, and he simply said, "Look." We are not going, if they come down and cut our wire, we're going to rebuild it because I have every obligation to the citizenry of Texas to stop this invasion. And it is an invasion when we have had millions of illegal immigrants come across our border. And as that piece said this morning from Governor Abbott's office, look, there are six, I think, point of entries that are open for people to come across if they are seeking asylum. They can simply come to one of these points of entry and say, hey, I'm here from Guatemala or Venezuela or wherever I'm from, and I'm seeking asylum, and I want protection in the United States. And they will then register them, set them up. Uh, you know, And of course, the way that everything has been going on so far is that the president will parole them into the country and give them a court date at some future time, which a lot of them do not show up for, and uh, and move them along. Okay. But as, as the governor said, those are points of entry where nobody's going to drown. Nobody's going to be trying to cross the Rio Grande. But no, these people want to enter through illegal means anywhere they want to enter because they don't want to have to report to the federal government. You go, Governor Abbott. Uh, I think uh, the majority of Americans, I would hope the majority of Texas, uh, with the exception of Beto O'Rourke, are behind yeah. him and support him. Uh, text line, Brad, just came up from Eau Claire. Bong Bridge open, High Bridge blocked up 
in Superior. And another texter, thank you to the texters, just went past Goodwill on Garfield. So there you go. He's using the high bridge, and he's already uh, probably on the high bridge and uh, heading towards Superior. And uh, let's take a break, Brad. Uh, Things are jammed here. All right, let's do it. We'll be back shortly. KDAL time, 1224. Uh, 33 degrees in Canal Park. Uh, fog is very thick downtown, Brad. And Brad, in the studio from high atop U.S. Bank building, we do have Chris Dahlberg in, uh, in the studio. Well, he decided to walk because he didn't want to be caught driving in this kind of traffic with the uh, with President Joe Biden in town. I think. Well, and, and I, I had I had breakfast this morning at the Lyric, and we were kind of speculating if there was any Secret Service around the area, or if they were in the building, or you know, checking around town. Oh, sure. Hey, I sure. had to ask you, Brad, before I forget. You know, I just yes. I was just thinking, what were you a staff sergeant in Vietnam? Yes. Wow. What years were you there? 67. Uh, well, actually, I got there midway in 66, and I was there all of 67, and I was wounded uh, January 12th of 68, right at the buildup to the Tet Offensive. Well, I was just amazed because you were so, you. that's an E6, and you were pretty young, yes. weren't you? Uh, yeah. How old were you? Were you 19? <laughs> I, I was, uh, when I made staff, Actually, I didn't make staff until I had been wounded and was sent back to, uh, to to Great Lakes Naval Hospital. They gave me my staff certificate at that time. But I was a Sergeant E-5 in Vietnam, and I was that at 19 years of age. Did, did you have some edumacation? Where did you have a little college behind you or nothing? I had uh, three months of college only. I went to UMD for the summer uh, in 66 thinking uh, that I was going to, uh, or I should say 65, thinking that I was going to play football up there. Didn't realize the caliber of the quality of the football players until I got there and then decided, man, that's not going to make it. Well, I was, just, I was just thinking to myself, I knew you got over there young, and I yes. was amazed at the rank. So you, that's pretty impressive in itself. You were obviously rising. Now, you went, before you got wounded or when you got wounded, was there already talks? Did they want you to be a career man? Were they saying, this is this is the life for yeah, you? Yeah, and, and, and actually I had kind of given that a certain amount of thought. I kind of thought that might be a good way to go. But I, you're right. We we received rank fast in Vietnam in during combat. If you uh, and I was a what they called a forward observer. I, I read. I had a map and a radio operator with me, and wow. when we'd come under fire, I <laughs> oh, would call geez. in support. So I had been a lance corporal when they when they appointed me to be a FO, a forward observer for eighty ones. Well, that was a rank designation of a corporal. So they promoted me to corporal, and within six months, they promoted me to start to sergeant. Man alive! <laughs> okay, that's and that's so it did happen fast. That's a dicey yeah. job there, forward observer. Yeah, That's, yeah, it was, it was interesting. <laughs> well, okay, I I just had to ask. I was kind of curious. So, hey, uh, call the Dahlberg Law Office. We'll take care of the estate planning. And here's the thought for today: is um, when you come into our law office to do estate planning, wills or trust, you know, you might have some family issues you're trying to work through. And as we say, we do strategery, right? We work on strategery right. planning, but that's what we do. We we knock around the ideas. I have 20 years of experience at this. And so I can help families through to say, well, could we try this? How about this? Would this work with your family? How about these? So that's, but you're not going to get your problem solved until you call Dahlberg Law Office and get the process going. So call Dahlberg Law, 218-722-5809. And we're on that World Wide Web at DahlbergLaw.com. 
Fantastic, Chris. I'm going to go have you. some pizza. There you go. <laughs> Take care. Oh, well, I guess I'm going to go I always Chris, love the way. So. Yeah, good, good job. Thank See you. Ya. I love the way they always put the pizza up on a up on a big can there at uh, Pizza Luce. I think they still do that anyway. See, Brad, we've had so, Tom from Port Wing holding for a while. Let's get to Tom. Let's grab him. Tom, uh, stay out of Superior today. You don't want to get uh, caught up in this, uh, you know what. I'm, I'm not even going to go close to that. Uh, the reason I called is because I wanted to make a comment about the Joseph Biden Memorial Bridge, otherwise known as the Biden Bridge. Um, <laughs> you know, it's $1.8 billion of borrowed money. It's not even money in the bank that we have. And I'm going to make a prediction here, Brad. By the time this Biden Bridge is finished... It's going to be $4 billion, and Ooh. it's going to take many years for these people to get their act together. And when they get close to the end, Brad, because I, I know because I've owned property along a state highway, uh, yeah. there's going to be a delay, and they're going to go, oh, gee, we forgot and this amount of uh, extra in order to finish the bridge. So that'll probably bring it up closer to – $4.4 billion. You know, wow. isn't that interesting how uh, we can go forge ahead with something like this, all with this, uh, what what was this whole whole thing came out of? The $5 trillion uh, Inflation Reduction Act? Infra- well, the infrastructure, yeah, Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> yeah, that's causing inflation. You know, but I would love to see a real, true, independent study on how we don't really need to replace this bridge. Because I'm not buying the baloney about how the, the thing is going to fall over uh, tomorrow if we don't immediately get in there and start building the Joseph Biden Memorial Bridge. Well, it's interesting, you should, it's interesting you should bring that up because we did have a, uh, a caller yesterday who came from Europe and talked about that specific thing, how the bridges in Europe, many of them are 100, 200 years old, have been updated, have been kept maintenanced, and are still being very functional today. And well, she was, it would seem it would seem to me that there should be a system to take a bridge like this and repair the underlayments, replace underlayments, whatever you whatever has to be done, um, and and to repair it instead of having to replace the whole thing. You're absolutely right, Brad. This bridge does not need to be replaced. That's horse manure. And this is just another way to, to layer on this stuff. And I'm, I'm going to make a comment about this. This is. This bridge will be renamed by the Democrats. Oh, they love him so much. And heres I have a problem with the Reagan International Airport. I don't think our politicians should be lauding their name on these projects unless they have the wallet and they pull it out and Joe Biden says, here's $4.4 billion to build a bridge to, to, to honor me. You know, it's not his money. It's the taxpayers' money. We're going in debt after we pay the interest on all of this included. It will be a lot of money that will be filtered away uh, and will never be found. There will be money buried in that bridge from organizations and contractors who aren't even within 100 miles of the bridge. 
So I, I'm sorry. I'm a cynic about all this stuff. And I certainly don't want this guy to claim any credit to my tax dollars being frittered away on a bridge that doesn't need to be replaced. That's my well. That's uh, th- there's a, there's another interesting sidelight to this whole thing, and and thank you very much, Tom, for that. But, but my interesting sidelight, when I was thinking about it this morning and read a couple of the stories about, uh, you know, Biden coming in to talk about uh, infrastructure and the replacement of the bridge, it's called the Blotnik Bridge, named after a former politician. Will the new one be called the Blotnik Bridge? You know, I really be named something else. Tom brings up a very interesting thought, Brad, and this is a good discussion all of a sudden. You're right. John Blotnick, uh, congressman from Minnesota. He was a Democrat from Chisholm. Yep. Um, Yep. But he uh, yeah, the bridge was named for him because I, I don't know all the details, but I'm sure he had a lot to do with funding and what have you. I guess I'd have to look into that. But you're right, Brad. Is this new bridge? going to carry the name of John Blotnick. Why would it? It's not his bridge. It has nothing to do with him. No. And it's a so, separate facility altogether. Tom brings up a good point. Does this bridge get named the Joe Biden Bridge? Oh, will we have fun with this one, folks? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take our CBS News Bridge. News bridge. Let's take our CBS News break. And uh, if you'd like to get involved, give us a call. You can uh, give your voice on this. KDAL time is 1237. Uh, Superior checks in. Fog, mist, 35 degrees. Winds are calm. And here in Duluth, a light drizzle. Fog is being reported at the airport about 34 degrees. And Brad, on the phone, we do have Jerry from London Road Rental. Jerry, um, stay off the roads today. (laughs) It's warm enough now that it's thawed out. That was this morning they were a little slick for a few minutes. But it was pretty good now. But, so no, I'm not talking about the conditions of the roads. I'm talking about who's going to be tying up the roads today. All the roads are closed have, in Duluth because of President Joe Biden. I have no idea what you're talking about. You know who my president is. So. <laughs> 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 uh, we're doing an advertisement for business. We're supposed to keep this apolitical, remember? Don't yes, drag that's, me down that's that road, true. Rat. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about London Road Rental then. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, again, it's amazing the fact that with the nice weather that we're having, um, it's been yes. great. We've had boom lifts going out, ladders going out, even had an excavator going out. So these spring projects, people are starting to do it, even though it's I think it's January last time I looked. Yeah. Uh, if you got one of these projects going on and you want to get this weather done in the next week, give us a call. The equipment's all there, all ready to go. We'll figure it out. Trailers are busy as people are moving stuff around with this nice weather. So. If you're buying that certain thing and you need to move it home because the weather's warm, give us a call. The trailers are all sitting there. So Outstanding. The, the boom lists are all what? ready to go. The excavators are sitting there. Stuff we normally wouldn't be talking about at all in January. This year is renting. So, well, I have a, I have a question a for you, Jerry. I, I have a question. Why is it this time of year that um, that so many sewers get plugged with roots and stuff. Is it because they can't they can't go up, or they just go to a warm spot, and the warm spot is the sewer? Well, yes. Normally, all the roots get the moisture from above. Well, when the ground is frozen, the roots are looking for moisture, so they go to your sewer line. Because most sewer okay. lines leak a little bit around the joints, especially the old yes. cast iron ones leak a lot around the joint. Moisture just comes out of that like crazy. So sure. that's where it. 
you know, the, the roots are smart. They're hungry. They need to eat. And what's better than yes. sewage? You know? <laughs> the other thing that happens is when the pipes get cold, your sewer pipes don't flow the same. So things stick uh, to the lines more. But sure. we haven't had that this year because the weather is so, so incredibly warm. Talking to a lot of contractors, under a road you're going to have frost. But in most people's yards, there's less than a foot of frost. So yeah. that's where this is going to mess it up. Things are going to get really softer over the next week when we get warm every day. So, yes. but now it's ice up. You should be barbecuing. And when I you know. Barbecue, well, you why not barbecue all year round? <laughs> yes. And now that it's nice, it's, you know, when it was 10 below and I was trying to do a roast, I had to do a little bit of wind blockage because the wind was blowing right on my barbecue. But all I did is took a cardboard box, flipped it over at a big one, and took care of that. But yes, so even if it's not one of our barbecues, we still handle the wood pellets for any brand of barbecue you got. And we do have all the different sauces and spices. And remember, there's only one spot you can get rental rub. And that's at London yes. Road Rental at 1710 that's London true. Road in Duluth. You can stop by and visit us there. You can find us on the internet at londonroadrental.com, or you can give me a call at 218-728-2940. Is it right, true friend? the rumor I've heard that, that that rental rub has a caricature uh, drawing of your face on it? Yes, it does. Yep. <laughs> it does. It's, it's a personalized spice just for me. Yes. I love it. I love it. Yep. Well, thank you, Jerry. Well, give us the phone number to call for London Road Rental again, please. It's 218-728-2940. All right. Thank you very much, Jerry. Jerry, London Road Rental, a great, great place for all of the equipment that you might need for whatever project it happens to be. Well, I got to tell you, Brad, uh, Tom from Port Wing gets the call of the day because... This is now an interesting topic with this new bridge that's being oh, yeah. proposed, and uh, they're going to go into design phase here real soon, and uh, apparently we're going to have a new bridge between Duluth and Superior. John Blotnick was a, a Democrat from Minnesota's 8th District. Uh, he uh, was an early supporter of the St. Lawrence Seaway and helped develop the original legislation to build it. Well, Duluth okay. was an integral part. Duluth and Superior was integral to that St. Lawrence Seaway and, and the moving of, uh, of, of uh, products, if you will. He served as chairman of the Public Works Committee, now known as the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee. He was their chairman. This was during his last two terms in Congress. As chairman, he shepherded the Federal Water Pollution Control Act, better known as the Clean Water Act. Uh, brought that to passage in 1972. And, and so his work there, I'm sure, led to him being named. And I, I don't know if he, what role he played in, in financing that bridge. I don't sure. see that here. Sure. But another interesting thought here with John Blotnick, when he retired back in 1972, uh, he endorsed his longtime administrative assistant to Jim replace Oberstar. him. Yes. There you go, Jim Oberstar. He replaced him. Oberstar won easily in the 1974 election and won many more elections after that. But uh, for the record, John Blotnick passed away at the age of 80 in 1991. Now, the question that uh, that Tom kind of alluded to and I brought up because I'd thought about it this morning, too, is since this is technically going to be a whole new structure, it's not going to follow the exact footing of the old bridge. It, it sounds like it's going to be shifted a little bit to the west, a little bit further into the bay. Um, 
it, is it going to be named separately? Is it? It. I can't imagine that they would call it the John Blotnick Two or something like that. They can't. No. It's going. I don't see how they could. I don't think it would be appropriate to be honest with you. I mean, would it? A different structure. Yeah. I'm not saying it should, but yeah, yeah. Interesting. It's going to be fun to follow. It really is. So uh, it was dedicated on December 2nd, 1961, the old High Bridge, okay? And that's what it was called, the High Bridge, 1961. And now, when did the Seaway port open up? The Seaway Authority and all 1959. So 1961, we get a new bridge. It was renamed for Congressman John Blotnick. 10 years later in 1971 really? to commemorate Blotnick's role in making the bridge a reality. Do you remember what it was called before that? The High Bridge. It was just called the High Bridge. Simply okay. the High Bridge. Huh. Well, I remember back during that period of time, um, they, they used to have fantastic celebrations every summer for the Seaway Port Authority. You remember that? Portorama. Portorama. They used to sell buttons. Annual event. And you could win a big prize if you had the right button with the yeah. right number on it and all that. Yeah. yeah. Don't do that anymore. No. So well, if they it, if they rename this bridge and they're gonna have to rename it, Brad, and I got a sneaking suspicion that this is gonna carry the name of President Biden. I mean, what other name well, do you attach to it, Brad? Yeah, he's going to take credit for the funding for it today, but that's a poor, that's a, a, a responsibility of the federal government is to take care of infrastructure and to help fund those infrastructure re- remains and replacements. Um, I'd be interested to hear from other callers this morning. Uh, the Walls-Evers you know, Bridge. What's that? The Walls-Evers Bridge. Wald-Evers. Walls. Tim Walls. And oh, Governor Evers, man. the Walls Evers Bridge. Oh, please Maybe slap Wisconsin. yourself, will you? Will well, you please slap yourself? <laughs> oh, don't say that again. That hurt. Or if Wisconsin <laughs> How wants to, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> well, if Wisconsin wants to Even... be first, the Evers Walls Bridge. Oh boy, good. <laughs> oh. Well, I'll tell you what, if you want, if you're listening out there this morning, you'd like to get involved in the conversation here, uh, area code 218-722-0839, or text us at that same number, you know, instead of hitting the call button, hit the message button, or the, the text button, and Kenny will get the text, and if he reads through it and thinks it's appropriate, See, he'll Brad? put it on the air. Yes. We, we've got phone call, callers that are lined up here. Uh, Phil called earlier, couldn't get him on. Phil from the North Shore is on the phone. Phil, uh, don't drive on the highway today. <laughs> Stay away. How you doing? Yeah. Good. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for the great show. I just want to make a couple of points about the new bridge they're putting in. Uh, first of all, with regards to longevity of bridges, uh, we've got the Brooklyn Bridge in New York was built in the 1800s. It's still open. Uh, we also have the Golden Gate Bridge, which hey, they do continuous maintenance on that bridge year, year after year after year. They work their way around. That bridge is still open, Brad. They don't need to replace this bridge. It's fine. But here's what they're doing. Are you ready? They're yep. trying to inconvenience everybody and make it difficult for commerce to go back and forth. And I'm going to use the example of what they're currently doing right now to Highway 35 
and what is going to be the approach to the new bridge. So the question I would have, does the new bridge design incorporate the work that they're doing on the Minnesota side? Because they're doing that right up through Garfield Avenue. It's got to somehow merge. And if that's going to be the bad, that means they've had this plan for long before they started the project that MnDOT's doing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I th- I think it has been on the docket for for some time now. Okay, but you're right. If you know that, how, how what it, is the life expectancy of a bridge? You know, if it's well, maintained properly, it, could be forever. Yeah, they, yeah. they got to be. I got I got to believe it's more than what we're looking at right now. But again, too, they're going to have to do something about the approaches to this bridge. And if the design of the bridge is extremely, you know, a couple years old. That means that the budget estimate is a couple of years old. And the first meeting they're going to have, they're going to adjust that price for inflation. Thank you very much, Brad. All right. Thanks, Phil. Okay. To the text line we go. Uh, This is the caller that came up from Eau Claire, the Bond Bridge. Hunter with Biden, question mark. Hunter with Biden. He's all excited hearing hi. In other words, he's wondering, is Hunter on on Air Force One with Joe? No. Let me finish. No. Hunter with Biden. He's all excited hearing hi and bong. <laughs> I think, hang on, I, I was I was really late on that one. Name it the Hunter High Bridge. Uh, the, or the bong bridge. <laughs> no, we already have a bong bridge. Call it the Citizens Bridge since we're paying for it. From the you text know, line. F- Phil brings up an interesting point, though, doesn't he? I mean, look at the San Francisco Bay Bridge, the the, the huge, uh, what do they call it, Golden Gate Bridge. That thing is maintained all the time. They're replacing uh, footings for it, and they've had a couple of earthquakes out there. They've had all kinds of things, and yet that bridge has never been talked about being replaced recently. Well, that's interesting you say that, because to the text line, uh, Congressman Pete Stauber has consistently advocated for these funds uh, with writing several letters to the Secretary of State, uh, Pete uh, Buttigieg and Joe Biden. Uh, so apparently Pete Stauber, has, um, his efforts have tried to, or he's advocated for funds for this bridge. This administration has done everything in their power to shut down mining in Minnesota. So do they yes. really care? No, yeah. I don't know. Uh, interesting sidelight to this, yes, yeah, because he's absolutely right. This the texture uh, they've done, they've shut down uh, mining of anything other yeah. than iron ore up on the range for uh, for many many years now. So and we need those products if we're going to have these big infrastructure products with the windmills and all the other thing, EV batteries and all that. We need those products. You know, it's interesting because we had a call from, well, of course, Phil uh, talking about the age and the longevity and the fact that the Brooklyn Bridge and the Golden Gate are still open and functioning because it's maintained. You've got to maintain these bridges. And then just a couple right. of days ago, we had the uh, woman, I don't remember her first name. She had the British accent and she talked about how the days of Roman, uh, the Roman Empire, the right. things they built, uh, some of those structures are still standing. I don't know if you can are build... hundreds of years old. Yeah, yes. I don't know if you can build stone bridges today, but I, I don't know, Brad. I, 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 I'm kind of indifferent on a lot of this stuff. I will say this, that that work at 535 Garfield Avenue that stopped because of the remains of apparently, uh, allegedly, indigenous bones... Right. What happens there now? When does that resume? How does that affect this 
potential new bridge construction. This is getting kind of weird. It is a little bit. And, you know, if you have potential construction projects anywhere in the country that are near waterways, you're going to maybe possibly run into this issue of the Native American burial areas. Because if you know anything about the Native American past, they buried close to the water. That's just the way they did things in those days. Uh, the cemeteries, uh, the burial places were in close proximity to waters because water was important to their way of life. And many times they would be buried in those areas. So you got, you got to assume if you're going to go into an area like that, you may run into that kind of an issue. Can we re-examine or re-look at the um, Minneapolis Bridge? What was the name? Did that have a, a name that, that, that fell I'm sorry, what bridge are we talking about? The, the, the I-35? The Minneapolis I-35 bridge, or was it just called I-35 bridge? Yeah, it was over the Mississippi. I don't know if it had a name attached to it, but I, we were calling it the I-35 bridge over the yeah. Mississippi. Well, remember, uh, has there ever been a, a locked-in, dyed-in-the-wool reason that that bridge collapsed? Uh, good question. Good question, Brad. Because I remember I went across that bridge like seven or eight hours before it collapsed. I went over the day before on our way to California, the wife and I, for a reunion. And I remember her saying to me when we went across it, wow, they sure got a lot of piles of gravel and sand and trucks and stuff here. They were in the process of renovating parts of that bridge. Yeah, we've got to go to our break here, Brad, but uh, real quickly, just doing a quick Google search, uh, the National Transportation Safety Board on the I-35 collapse uh, cited a design flaw as the likely cause of the collapse, noting Ah. that an excessively thin gusset plate ripped along a line of rivets and that additional weight on the bridge at the time contributed to the catastrophic failure, but uh, I don't like when they use the word likely. Likely, right. But they're absolutely right. There was a tremendous amount of excess weight on the bridge at that time. Anyway, let's take our Minnesota news break, and then we'll come back. The premier supplier of CBD and hemp products in the Twin Ports is Sutherland CBD. And I have Craig Sutherland on the phone. Uh, Craig, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well. I've been to the website. You got things happening there. Talk about the website and all the uh, products. Well, maybe not all the products, but I know you still have these sales that are running. Talk about that. Yes, at the website SutherlandCBD.com. We have all of our buy two get one free sales going on online and in store. That's kind of our staple sales. So um, it's what's easy on the website. A lot of people are buying two items and expecting a third one for free, which we give them. But you need to add three items to your cart, so one of them is discounted. Um, we're constantly working with the website. If there's any IT issues, we're fixing it. But I think we got all the, the bots out. But yeah, go to the website, buy two, get one. That's store wide. Um, besides merchandise, which is shirts and stuff like that, those are those are uh, not at that price. They're not marked up at all. So but the yeah, products that you have. sell, you're going to put three in your cart pay for two of them, and one will be discounted to free. Absolutely. And you know what? We're human. If something doesn't pop up for free, just send us a message or give us a call. We fix it. We're honest. Um, we, we try the best we can to 
make sure it's seamless, but you know how things are. <laughs> sure. I've used that website numerous times. I've had uh, things delivered, and it's always worked well for me. Well, that's good. Plus, you have the uh, stores in Superior and Lakeside. Yep, Superior at 1420 Belknap. That's our flagship store. Our Lakeside store is 4431 East Superior Street. You know, i got to plug the, the Southside Bait store at uh, 5701 Tower Avenue in South Superior. They sell all their products, too. Good stuff, good stuff. Craig Sutherland, uh, thanks so much, and we will talk to you uh, next week. Hey, can I let you know before? Hello? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, hey, we, I'm pushing the order button right now on our raspberry beverage with wedding crashing terpenes. <laughs> <laughs> when do I get my sample to a sample on air? Oh, man, that launch date, March 1st. Just okay, well, that. I'll get one eventually, right? You're going to get more than one, buddy. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Craig. <laughs> What's the name of that one again? It's raspberry with uh, it's gonna have a little cane sugar in it, and it's gonna have wedding crashing terp- wedding crasher terpenes. Oh. It's a nice uplift. Awesome. <laughs> It'll be hard to swerve straight with that one. You I have can't, a good day, okay? I can't wait. Thanks, Craig. All right, there he goes. Craig Sutherland, again, SutherlandCBD.com. Boy, we uh, shot through that uh, second hour of sound off, but we've got one more hour to go. So stay tuned. Brad will be back for one more hour of sound off. Twins baseball.